Hi, I'm April Adams for Twee. I'm your host of the Inside Story podcast. I've been telling people stories my entire adult life as a broadcast journalist, video producer, and digital storyteller. These days, you can find me at Light Beamers, where I'm building a community of women who are ready to step into their brave by sharing their story with the world. On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Light Beamers. When we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Hello, 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 Light Beamers. Hello to all of you listeners of the Inside Story podcast. Welcome to the show today. I've got with me in the hot seat, um, a marketing guru, I love using that word guru, but a marketing <laughs> expert who is going to really dive into the truth about marketing. And for all of us out there that are running businesses and trying to navigate this social media digital landscape and trying to just reach our audiences, which we talk about a lot on the show, how to connect with them through our stories, but how to reach them so that we can honestly serve them. Marketing is a big piece of it. And I don't know about you guys, but it feels like the wild, wild west to me sometimes. And I do feel like sometimes my marketing strategies have been akin to like throwing spaghetti on the wall and seeing what sticks. So when I found out about my guest today, Dan Russell, and specifically his new book called Snake Oil, which is all about the truth around marketing, I just thought, man, we got to have this conversation. Dan is also the husband of a previous guest to the show, Melanie Spring. So you may want to go back and check out her episode as well. Another friend of mine of the internet who I greatly adore. So Dan, I'm really just excited to have our conversation today and happy to have you on the show and really kind of cool to have a husband of a previous guest on the show <laughs> yeah, too. It's kind yeah. of a neat, neat feature. Yeah. Well, so welcome. To welcome here. to the Inside Story. Thank you. Thank you. Looking forward so, to chatting. Yeah, me too. So you you have had your own marketing agency. You you run a marketing think tank. I'd love to know more about that. Um, you've worked in the world of marketing, been very, very successful in this game. And like I said, you just recently published this book called Snake Oil, a Genuine Marketing in an Age of Cure-Alls. Love that. Yeah. Um, tell me first a little bit about your think tank. I want to hear about a little bit more about your background. Yeah, so that was I. I had run an agency, a marketing agency, for uh, almost nine years. Uh, I started it uh, shortly after graduating from college. <clears throat> I had a short stint at a marketing technology startup in New Jersey mm -hmm. right after, <clears throat> excuse me, right after I graduated, and learned sort of like cut my teeth there and yeah. and followed all the all the gurus, Frank <laughs> Kern and Jeff Walker and Ryan Dice and all the, all the uh, people that were creating content, content around marketing training. And in the first couple of years, I was learning a lot very quickly because there's a huge amount of information out there. Yeah. Anybody listening who has had any involvement with marketing knows that it's, it's just a hugely saturated market and can be really overwhelming. And I had the luxury of being able to spend 10 hours a day going through all of that 
Yeah. Content, but most business owners don't. Mm-hmm. So it and it took me about five or six years to get to the point where I wow. had built up enough of an intuition to know and feel uh, my way through a marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. And once I got to that point, I started getting really nitty gritty. I started, you know, reading up on brain science and um, and structured my business towards a niche called conversion rate optimization and neuromarketing. And what that means is that we would run experiments and tests, split tests, as they're called, mm-hmm. or A-B tests, if you've heard mm-hmm. of those. And we would base those tests on uh, research that that I would be filtering through on why people buy, why people make decisions online, why people you know you know read a, one headline and and get intrigued and another headline and don't get intrigued, mm-hmm. and so I became really obsessed with this field and and running these experiments for companies ended up leading us to have some incredible results. We I, we would tra- essentially translate this brain research into ethical marketing tactics that we would mm-hmm. then test. So people's checkout pages started performing, people's sales pages started performing better, landing pages for lead gen, all of that stuff. And so I really grew the agency through that expertise. Eventually, I got to the point where uh, I had had enough conversations with clients and just had enough anecdotal conversations with other people in the industry, as well as, you know, friends of mine who ran their own businesses about how many times they've been burned by a marketer or marketing agency, uh, how baffling uh, the industry was. That was a word that one of my friends used in an interview for the book. Yeah. And it's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there, there has been a general sense of, you know, overwhelm. Overwhelmed. That's the word that I really wrote down as I was like, just kind of collecting my thoughts for today. You know, like just what is my personal experience as a small business owner who's been in the online space very specifically for growing my business for the last seven years. And Mm -hmm. just, it's just so overwhelming. Um, And I think I have a pretty good marketing. um, I don't know, like a pretty good grasp of it. I don't have a marketing degree and I haven't worked specifically in marketing, but just in the field that I've always been in marketing, I'm naturally bent towards marketing. People tell me I'm a very good marketer, but I still, you know, there's still so much out there that is absolutely Mm -hmm. baffling. I love that word. Yeah. And and there's a lot of reasons for that. Mm -hmm. At first, my mind went to, well, there's nefarious players and con artists out there and they're the ones that ruin it for everybody else. But as I started to do more research, I realized that it's actually a more systemic issue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure, there are bad actors and and you know people that with with you know bad intentions out there. But you know you could say that about car mechanics too, mm-hmm. and 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 any other industry. But in marketing, what I found as I was doing some research is that the level of innovation that has been occurring in the industry for the last. 15 years, 10 to 15 years, has been more explosive than the growth in Silicon Valley for on on a on a uh, almost like per capita basis. Like the if you look at the number of new companies in the marketing technology industry versus the size of the small business community, which is around 30 million people in the United States, and you compare that with the number of new companies in Silicon Valley versus the United States population, for example, 
there are more new apps per person or per small business that are being launched and and nobody can keep up and, and and that causes us that that already causes us to wake up in the morning behind or feeling behind mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. least and then you add to that the agencies and the freelancers and the certification programs and the training programs and the masterminds and the seminars and the conferences all built around all of these new companies so there's this exponential increase in the number of options that we have to build our businesses and it's impossible to keep up. And that's the primary reason that I investigate in snake oil as to, or or behind the sense of overwhelm and and bafflement. So I took, I, I took some time in the book to just spread it out, hit the pause button, breathe and see what's been happening over the last 10 to 15 years. And whether or not we actually need to pay attention to these tools and tactics. And out of all of the options that we have, what are the most important principles and things to pay attention to that will move the needle in the business? And it really does come down to to marketing principles. It doesn't matter what social media channel you're choosing. doesn't matter how often you send emails. doesn't matter how often you go live on Instagram. doesn't matter, Right. Uh, if you don't understand the principles and they're yeah. very simple principles, but it mm-hmm. takes time to sit down and it's actually very difficult to work your way through that very foundational understanding of marketing so that you figure out what you're going to say. The messaging is behind everything, right? right? You know, it's easy to open up Facebook and say, hit the big blue button to create <laughs> a new campaign. You know, that's exciting because we feel like we're doing something and we're busy and, and we're making progress. Let, it just, but, let me just throw some money at the problem and see exactly. if I can. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But exactly. as soon as we get to the point where we have to write the headline or design yeah. the image or plan the video, that's when we think. Write like, that caption. Drop into a chasm and, 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 and you feel like, oh, well, uh, what do I do here? And so. Yeah. Or if you're going in and you're trying to set up the campaign itself, I mean, this is really one of the things, this is like an aside, but really part of marketing, right? But, you know, I feel like, and I've never, I've really never run my own Facebook ads campaign because I've always felt utterly frozen when I go in there and look Mm -hmm. at my business manager or whatever it's called these days. Um, And because Facebook changes it every two months and you know, setting up the actual campaign and you have all these different options. And I just look at all of those options for setting up the audiences and what type of campaign is it going to be and how, what do I want it to perform and all these, the lingo of the CPM, you know, whatever, click-through rates and, you know, cost per whatever, all those things. And I'm like, what the hell does any of this mean? Even Mm -hmm. though intellectually, I know what some of it means, but um, you look at all of it at one time and I just freeze you yeah. know and then i call someone and i'm like here again i throw money at, the, at it and then it doesn't work you know i mean it i've yeah. had like really just i think one really good successful campaign in the whole time that i've and i really don't run that many facebook ads because i understand i'm really i'm not ready for them you know because i don't know we don't know what we're doing yet um another thing that you talked about in the very kind of in the beginning of the books kind of establishing some of these big problems that are out there. And I'd love for us to dive into what some of the snake oil problems are 
in the marketing space. Mm -hmm. And then we'll kind of talk a little bit about how we might be able to solve it, especially like small business owners like myself, who again, like get into their Facebook ads and freak out and don't know what to do because I don't know how to set all that stuff up. And I feel like I need a master's degree. I need to have had the experience that you've had for the last five years, nine years, 10 years, you know, doing all of this, Mm -hmm. which I don't have, and I don't have the time to get. But the first thing is like you said, there's the charlatans, right? There's the people that are going to just be in it for a quick buck and try to like take your money. And I'm sure anybody listening, maybe sadly is, has been exposed to those people, maybe has even fallen prey to those people. It's really awful, but I hear those stories all the time or, you know, agencies, they sign on with the quote air quote agencies that they sign on with that ghost them and never deliver on the campaign like they pay them all this money up front and then nothing ever gets done. It just was at right. a conference a couple of weeks ago. Um, and one of my friends online, we were we were meeting it for the first time in person and she was sharing with me. She's like, I'm so stuck in my business because I've invested all this money with this marketing agency and they've done nothing and I can't yeah. get them to do anything and I can't chase them down for money. I Like she's just frozen and it's keeping her from being able to invest in other areas because she's got a whole lot of money tied up in it. Well, not only that, it's, uh, but it, it's uh, you know, from an, on an emotional standpoint, it's a betrayal. Oh, it's- and so it's, and it, it is so like, painful. And then, why and then would we I invest internalize that, this. you yeah. know, we like why I'm so, we start saying, I'm so whatever, I'm so dumb or I'm, why did I do that? Like we start to internalize it. Like it was our yeah. fault, yeah. you know, that we hired these people. Um, but another one is, and I love, I can't, you call it a minnow, M-I-N-O. Can't mm-hmm. remember what that stands for, but Marketer when you were describing, say it. <laughs> Marketer in name only. Marketer in name only. And it's basically like talking about how you might hire someone to, you know, grow your audience on Instagram, but as a business owner, small business owner, we might say, oh, and can you do all these other things? And then, then this person's trying to like build their business and they're like, oh, I'll try, you know, but they're not really right. what they're good Especially at. Especially if they're early on, like they're going to say yes, because they, say they yes gotta grow. Because they want your business and they mm-hmm. want to try. And they're like, they want to make you happy. So their intentions are pure. They're not really a charlatan at all but they're not skilled. They're not skilled to do all these other things. Their Mm -hmm. real goal was really, I can grow your audience on Instagram or whatever it was, you know? And I know I've done that. I've hired people that I had much higher expectations or I loaded them up with things that they truly weren't prepared to do and therefore failure ensued as well, you know? So whether you're hiring someone that is, does have good intentions or someone who doesn't, it's just such a rocky landscape that it's just so challenging. What are what are some other pitfalls that you've come? I mean, those are a couple of big ones, but what are some other pitfalls? Well, when you're, let's start with the freelancer because that's a that's a an easier uh, example, <clears throat> and then we can talk about agencies. When you're hiring an individual to solve some sort of marketing problem, it's important to, as you just alluded to, identify what the problem actually is. And, and figure out whether or not the person that you're thinking of bringing in can actually solve that problem. So in the case of hiring an Instagram expert, that Instagram expert is going to be looking at a specific outcome, which is probably growing your Instagram following mm-hmm. or possibly running ads on Instagram. And in those cases, the outcomes are followers and traffic to your website. Right. That's it. Not sales. So a lot of times you will assume, oh, we're going to hire an Instagram expert and they're going to get us sales. 
No, you need to have a very specific conversation with that Instagram expert and say, Hey, I'm looking to get more sales. What part of my funnel can you help me with? Right? So you have traffic to the website. The website leads to a checkout. The checkout leads to a confirmation page in a very simple example. The Instagram expert is not in your website. They don't see your full website statistics. They don't know your bounce rate. They don't know your time on site. They don't know the conversion rate of your sales page. Don't know the conversion rate of your checkout page. That's all math that you need to do to figure out if they send more traffic from Instagram, how many people are going to convert into customers? So you may end up after having this you know, discussion or even just thinking about it, you may end up realizing that you already have enough traffic going to the website and it's the website that's not performing well. So then you can start thinking, okay, well, now I need to possibly bring in a conversion rate optimization expert, which is somebody that looks at your website performance and says, here are the tweaks that you need to make in order to have more people end up on your confirmation page after landing on the website. So the identification of the problem is a step that a lot of people don't know that they need to, to, to complete before they bring in an expert because you might just be hiring the wrong skill. Now, when well, it comes think, to, yeah, go ahead. I'm just going to say, I think too, is part of the problem, the business owner having an expectation that we're just going to be able to hire one person and get it all. Yes, that does happen a lot. Um, and, and you know, I was guilty of this early on in my agency. Everybody that I've talked to that's, you know, you run large and small businesses has made that mistake. They try to hire the unicorns. Yeah. And, the, you know, the, the truth of the matter is that um, the unicorns that are out there, and, and there are some, are running their own shop and they're charging really high prices and you right. know, it's hard to get access to them. So it's a lot easier from a strategic standpoint to find specialists that solve the problems that you know you need to be to, that you need to solve. It's yeah. not just jumping on the latest bandwagon to grow your TikTok followers or whatever. Like, sure, if you have a certain amount of time, you know, set aside for experimentation, that's great, and and you know you can you can do that. But don't don't bet the farm on that. You want to find those the the traffic sources that are that are sending you quality, affordable you know, uh, uh, website visits, and then you need to evaluate your website or whatever it is that you're using to sell, whether that's an application form or, or whatever, uh, and, and figure out if it's actually converting, right? If you're sending, you know, I use an example in the book of, of, uh, somebody who hires some sort of social media expert, I think it was an, actually an Instagram expert and they get tons of traffic from Instagram, but the website doesn't work. So they, they're literally just burning money. Yeah. It's just, they're, and they're the Instagram the expert was actually doing his job because he was performing. Yes. He was able to send and more people to the website. That's the tragedy. Yet, that's the tragedy from the business owner looking at this expert going, it didn't work. This was mm -hmm. a failure. And in reality, what you hired that man to do, he actually did it quite well. You know, he didn't fail at all. Right. But our perception becomes that this was just a mess because it is a mess because of, you know, the website wasn't working itself. Yep. Yep. You know, and another, like another on the agency side, I'll just mention this. When, when you're hiring an agency, the most important thing to pay attention to are references and, and having conversations with people who have worked with that agency before. It's very easy to cherry pick data from past campaigns and put it on your website as a mm -hmm. success story. It's not 
as easy to have a past client or an existing client get on the phone with a prospective client and say, this agency knows their stuff. Yeah. That speaks volumes. Doing your research and not basing your decision of whether or not to whether to hire that agency on whatever's on the website, which is going to be the cherry pick data. It's going to be their biggest wins. It's not going to show you the biggest losses. It's not going to show you, you know, the quality of their client relationships. So that research piece is the most important. Yeah, I think referrals and references and, and talking with people is always like marketing and otherwise, right, is always a really, really, really yeah. good good suggestion. Yeah, general and it's something that we will overlook sometimes <laughs> because we're busy and just need to hire somebody and make those quick decisions, which sometimes can be painful. Um, when we're talking about freelancers and agency, you know, how would you best advise, you know, I think primarily a small business owner, so solopreneur, that's primarily our audience. So how would you advise someone to like, when do you hire what? Like, when do we go after the freelancers and the, the specialist and kind of, you know, piecemeal the plan together of like the social media person, the website person, the, yep. you know, the SEO person and all those things and like put together a team and stitch one together versus hiring an agency who ideally would do a lot of that for you and when to know you're ready for what version of that. So uh, the, a few pieces there. Um, the first part is, you know, between hiring a team of freelancers versus an agency, that really depends on who you find and, 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 you know, uh, whether or not those reference checks check mm-hmm. out and, and how the services of the agency align with your needs mm-hmm. uh, and whether or not, you know, everything with, you know, pricing lines up that mm-hmm. I don't have any particular preference between working with an agency or, or a team of freelancers. It's more of like, what needs do I have and how, how, how can those needs be filled by, okay. you know, one of those two setups. The other piece in terms of timing of what, when to bring these people or these companies in is once you figured out your messaging. And this is not a, an answer that a lot of people like because, <laughs> Uh, when you know that you have a messaging problem, it's a lot easier to go out and have somebody else figure it out for you. Mm-hmm. But, and this is, is particularly true for uh, the listeners here. If you are the founder and you're the one leading the business, you're the one that's, that that probably started the business, there's nobody in the world better suited to identify your brand message than you. There's nobody that you can pay who's going to have a more intimate understanding of your audience and the problems that you solve than you, which means that you're the person that needs to sit down and come up with your, what I call big idea, which is the central message that all of your, all the rest of your marketing centers around. If you picture a nucleus, the, the, or an atom, the nucleus of the atom is your big idea, your message. An example of that would be uh, Apple's Think Different or uh, Nike, Just Do It, or the North Face, Never Stop Exploring. These taglines for big companies that we're really used to are actually their big ideas. Mm -hmm. And if you look at their ads and the content they produce, their social media posts, their videos, you you know, their everything centers around, they revolve around that nucleus of the big idea. Every piece of content is like an electron just spinning around and, and revolving around that core message. There's a uh, an exercise that I teach 
uh, in my workshop and in the book called The Big Idea Brainstorm, which is mm -hmm. essentially sitting down in front of a blank piece of paper and asking yourself a series of prompts that forces you to look at your, your product or service from all sorts of different perspectives. And it gets the creative juices flowing. Now you can do this yourself. It's sometimes hard to get the creative juices flowing, which is why the prompts are there. But if you sit down and you just think like, how can I describe uh, a core message that aligns with my brand in as few words as possible that get my creative juices flowing, thinking I can make a blog post about that. I could record a video about that. I could go live about that. I could get on stage and talk about that. I could put a billboard up around that idea all in different ways in different forms and different formats and channels all based on that big idea. And that's the step that you need to complete before you go to uh, Instagram expert or, uh, you know, SEO expert or whatever, because they're going to ask you, what is your message? That mm -hmm. question comes in many different forms, but the, at the end of the day, when you have that figured out and you give that to a marketer, then the, the flower will blossom and they'll be able to start creating content and helping you out in way bigger ways and in, with much more leverage than if you left it to them to figure out. You know, one thing that um, I have found helpful on times when I'm like, even though I feel like I'm pretty clear on what my message is, there are times when I'm in the weeds, you know, and I'm trying mm -hmm. to create a new campaign or doing something new or, you know, whatever it is. And it's like, Sometimes as a business owner, we, we can't see the forest because of all the trees that are in front of us. And so an exercise that I would tack onto that, if I may, if someone is like, and I do think the prompts in your book are going to greatly help in that exercise, um, but is sometimes just asking your audience too, like, what do you hear me say all the time? Um, if there's one overall thing that you, you know, you get from me and my content, what is the message you're hearing me say? And I find that that is also extremely helpful. There was a particular time just earlier this year, I was actually at a, at a, another mastermind retreat with a, with a marketing professional. And, and he was asking us like, you know, do a brain dump of all the things. And it literally was like that white page, just staring at me. I'm like, mm -hmm. I have no idea. And I just couldn't think of anything. So I literally you know, just pulled out my phone and went onto my page and into my group. And I was like, you guys, I'm stuck. Like I'm being asked this question and I'm, I'm completely blank. What do y'all yeah. hear? And they like filled up all this stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> so sometimes we know it and then we just need to sit down and do the prompts and pull it out and, you know, let that, those creative juices go. And, and I would also say it also is going to connect back to your story. That's something that my audience is used to me hearing, hearing me say is get back into your story. Remember your own journey, because your journey is going to be very similar to like the people you're helping, right? Like they have yep. gone, you've gone on a similar journey as them, which is why you're the expert. Um, but sometimes you just can also ask those that, are closest to you, existing clients, previous clients, um, people who are like really strong fans and followers who are consuming your content on a regular basis, that if you haven't exactly, you know, you know, can't assimilate that in, in your brain, ask them and they will be, it's just like so helpful to get exactly the research right. from them as well. Do you agree with that statement? Completely agree. <laughs> Completely agree. Yes. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. So um, one of the things that I love about the book, by the way, is, and I'm about halfway through it. I told you, um, mm -hmm. 
but, and you talked about like you built this agency and you had, you know, like you were doing really, really well with your agency, but there came a time in your own personal journey where you sensed, um, and I really appreciated that you shared this, like you really sensed, like I also was getting burned out. Like when you do things over and over and yeah. over again, there is a point where sometimes we can't deliver to our clients the highest level we desire. Sometimes we need a break. Yep. And the the profitable side of that choice would have been like, we'll just keep going and keep making money, right? Yep. Like that would have been what any good business advice would have, you know, would have been said to you. But instinctively, you knew like there's there's a way that I could just um, teach my clients what I know. Yeah. And help yeah, them yeah. become self-sufficient. And it was more, more rewarding that way too. Uh, Absolutely. I, I loved yeah. that, that. And so you built and studied and examined your own process to build this marketing operating system. I think you call yeah, it. That's right. And it's detailed out in the book, you guys. So like, you know, if you really want to like get Dan's system, it's in the book snake oil, but what would you say is kind of the rough, you know, high level view framework of that? Well, the operating marketing system. operating system is broken into three pieces, your customers, which is who you're, who you're selling to your campaigns, which is how you're getting their attention and conversions, which is how your funnel is converting and turning those, that attention into sales. So at a high level, that's really how, how it's separated out. So the good news is, is that business owners can do this themselves. You know, like that was what I found so encouraging is that in this world of marketing and it's so overwhelming and there's so many choices and you know, the digital landscape is so complicated, even yes. though it's sometimes not like we need to t take it back down to the basics, right? Like focus on those yep. things and build your system that allows you to focus on those things instead of shiny object, like fa yeah, falling yeah, into those yeah. shiny object syndromes, right? Yep. Absolutely. I just was talking with a, a, a girlfriend of mine who's also in our community and, and we were talking about plans for 2023, what's something you really want to do. And she was really fully admitting that, that she has got to stop falling prey to all of the new and greatest, the latest, and this course, that course, this person, that person, mm -hmm. and just really focus on implementing, um, how, like when you're working with your clients and advising your, on your clients, what do you tell people about that? Like, how do you get someone to like, stop doing that and get back to the basics and focus on what is implementable? And well, usually you point to, to the numbers because if they haven't done the principles, they're not making any money Yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and the things aren't working. So, so it's a, is really born out of the frustration of things not getting traction. And uh, sometimes you have to do that a couple of times in order to realize the importance of those principles. Yeah. Yeah. So what is, um, how, how, tell me about how snake oil, how's it doing? What's next for you? Um, it's great. Um, I've been doing a lot of speaking and, mm -hmm. and getting on stages and talking about this with, uh, with other groups. And yeah. um, it's been really exciting to see how much the message has resonated with people and, and that, you know, it wasn't just anecdotal stories that have been coming out of, you know, my interviews, but it's something that that's been really helping a lot of different people. So, um, yeah, that's my, that's the phase that I'm in right now is just getting it out there and starting to speak on stages or continuing to speak on stages, uh, but starting, starting a little bit heavier on that side of things. I love it. Yeah. Well, the book is very actionable and that's one of the things that I really appreciate because, um, you know, like it, it's one thing to like 
you know, read something that's inspirational and, and storytelling based, of course, those are all great, but like something that as business owners and as leaders that we can really implement and help, um, you know, like I said, help build that market marketing operating systems, uh, for themselves so that, mm -hmm. you know, just be able to start to navigate this land landscape and feel a little bit more confident in what we're doing. Exactly. So thank you for exactly. the work that you're doing and no thank problem. you for sharing on the show today is there if there's anything that you would love to leave our listeners with in regards to just your own experiences and mm -hmm. also just kind of like encouragement in terms of of marketing <laughs> marketing yeah. in this crazy wild wild west world what would it be i'd say to keep in mind the the relationship between the art and the science of marketing because mm -hmm. we get we often get pulled into the very tactical science mm -hmm. side of it the numbers and the results, but the art side of it needs just as much love and attention and breath and space. And that's where you sit down and really start thinking creatively and, and providing yourself with the mental space for coming up with those big ideas. And if you can do both of those and balance it well, then marketing will become fun and easy. And one last question for you. I was trying to find a place that I had highlighted in the book, but you said it earlier that eventually you developed your own your, your intuition got sharp, you know, after a, a little while of, of focusing on this. Um, what would you say to a business owner about leaning into their own intuition and following what they feel is right for them? Uh, that, that if you can feel into what you love about what you do and focus on that as the lead, as the, as the guiding light for how you are presenting yourself in the world, and that, then that means that your passion will show through mm -hmm. and that passion is going to be what people really hook into and pay attention to. Yeah. There's something magnetic about that. Don't you think? And like, yeah. that's a, that's the kind of like the it factor of marketing that you can't really force or replicate. It just has to be there. Yep. yep. Yeah. Awesome, Dan. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. It's been pulling great. back the curtain a little bit and letting us share um, you and your work. And, and I do, I highly encourage Snake Oil um, as the book uh, is called Snake Oil. It's genuine marketing, genuine marketing in an age of cure-alls or, you know, snake oil salesmen and all that kind of stuff. Dan Russell is the author and our guest today. Thank you, Dan, for being with us and welcome to the Light Beamers world. We're glad to have you as, as a guest on the show. Thank you so much. All right, everybody, you guys go out there and get your marketing game on point. Share your brilliant story with more people, reach that audience, um, build those powerful campaigns, share your message and be the light beamer that you are. We'll talk to you next week on the Inside Story Podcast. See you then. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a light beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com 
and click on the big yellow button on the homepage to download your story formula. I'd love to hear your story too. So be sure to join my free community on Facebook, the Light Beamers community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always, Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.